So we're going to do a slightly longer sequence of poses today. At Christmas time there's a lot of overindulgence and it's good to stretch out of the kind of tiredness that you feel and the, um, let's call it the symptoms of overindulgence. So we're going to just concentrate on a slightly longer sequence that will make you feel energised and will kind of help to um, boost kidney and liver function a little more. So we're going to start off in Adamuka Virasana. So sit back on your heels, so the big toes are together, your knees are apart. But then I want you to really see if you can bring your shins down onto the floor. Now, sometimes that's difficult. So you can um, lift the front of your knee and then draw it away from your toes so that it draws the shin down onto the floor. If you can't get your shins down on the floor even then, then you can put a rolled up blanket underneath your legs so that your shins are in good contact with the floor. So press the palms of the hands onto the tops of the thighs and then lift the chest, almost like you're going to do a back bend. So you're going to lift the abdomen up towards the diaphragm, the diaphragm up towards the collarbone and then bend your elbows and then stretch your elbows behind you. So you're trying to get the triceps to draw towards the shoulder blades. So lifting the chest, the good lift of the front chest, and then keeping the seat bones down in contact with the heels. Bring your hands onto the mat in front of your knees, and then spread the palms really deeply and stretch forwards. So keeping the seat bones down on your heels, keeping the shins down, stretch the hands away, spreading the palms, keep your head up for the moment. So keeping the palms spreading, hitting the outer elbows inwards so that your arms are straight. And then before you go all the way down, I want you to just stay here for a moment or two and breathe. So forward bending is particularly useful for the liver and for the kidneys. So I want you to press the palms into the floor, keeping the head lifted, sitting down on the heels, and then you're gonna keep stretching the arms away, keeping the palms spread, keeping the outer elbows inwards, and then you're gonna bring your forehead down onto the floor. Now, if you lose contact between the seat bones and the heels by bringing your head down, I want you to put a block underneath your head so that you can still keep the seat bones down, you can keep the shins down, and your head is supported. So it's not just hanging in the air. So either with your forehead on a block or on a brick, your seat bones down, your shins down, I want you to see if you can elevate your front chest forwards a little more. So if you've got a block under your head, you might have to move that block away a little bit. Spread the fingers, spread the palms. Keep sitting back on the heels. If you lose contact between the seat bones and the heels altogether, then you can always put a block, a yoga block in between the seat bones and the heels. And then sit back, come, come back, sit back on your, on your heels. And then we're going to do a pose that isn't really an Iyengar pose, but it's one that I've discovered recently that's really nice. It's called... Um, ankle stretch. So you're still in Virasana and you <clears throat> walk your hands behind you, fingers pointing forwards, 
and then you lean back. So you again, you lift the chest, you lift the abdomen up towards the diaphragm, diaphragm up towards the collarbone, squeezing the shoulder blades together, and then you're going to lean back a little more so that your knees and your shins lift off the ground. So there's a real tremendous stretch at the fronts of the ankles. Now I've got lots of ankle problems, but this helps to bring a little bit more flexibility. So you're pressing the tops of the feet into the floor and you're lifting your shins and your knees off the floor, leaning back, keeping the chest lifted, and then come back down, bring the shins back down. Now, if you want to go a little further, rather than having your hands behind you, you can by all means stay with your hands behind you. You can bring your hands onto the thighs, close to the knees, keep the chest lifted, and then lean back so that your um, shins and your knees come off the floor again. Now, this is quite a lot stronger. So, for me, it's a little too strong for my ankles to bear. So I come back into the first stage where I've got my arms um, behind me, lifting the chest and then lifting the knees and the shins off the floor. So it's just the hands and the tops of the feet that make contact with the floor. Okay, and then just gently, whichever version you're doing, bring your shins back down onto the floor and then just sitting back on your heels. Now after that, you'll pretty much enjoy dog down, but we're gonna go into dog down slowly. Don't go in and straighten your legs straight away. So I want you to just feel how the pose opens up as you come forward. So just still sitting on your heels, have your little fingers on the edge of the mat, of your yoga mat and then spread the thumbs, extend the thumbs towards each other. Really see if you can separate the finger knuckles of the hand, pressing the hands firmly into the floor, squeezing the outer elbows inwards so that the arms become really straight. Press the index knuckle into the floor and then come up off your knees. Now there'll be a little bit of resistance, maybe quite a lot of resistance. So just go with that. Just be on all fours to start off with. Keep the hands pressing down into the floor, outer elbows hitting inwards, and then just try and turn the toes under. Now there will be resistance. So just go gently with that action. So let your the fronts of your feet recover, extending into your heel, so we're still on all fours, the knees are on the floor, we're, we're just stretching our heels away from our knees. So you can start turning your toes under and then walking your toes towards your knees a little bit more. So you start to open up the back of the heel, lengthening into the heel, flexing the heel, and then you start to walk your toes towards your knees. So your knees are still on the floor. And then, once your feet have started to recover, keep the arms straight, keep the palms flat onto the floor, lift your knees off the floor, keep your knees bent, and then if, they're, if your feet aren't as wide apart as your mat, then step them as wide apart as your mat. I want you to stay right up on your tiptoes, keeping the knees bent to start off with, pressing the palms of the hands deeply into the floor, and then elevate the tailbone up 
towards the ceiling so that you're really lifting the seat bones and the tailbone up, almost like you want it to look up towards the um, ceiling. So keeping the arms straight, keeping the palms of the hands pressing deeply into the floor, the outer elbows hitting inwards, tilting the tailbone and the seat bones upwards, I want you to slowly begin to straighten the legs, but without dropping the tailbone or the seat bones. So slowly begin to tighten the kneecaps, press the kneecap firmly into the socket, try and press the kneecap through to the back of the knee, so you feel that the back of the knee opens. Lift the frontal thigh muscle up the bone, so from the um, from the bottom of the thigh, you lift it up towards the top of the thigh, the frontal thigh muscle. Then I want you to push the frontal thighs through to the backs of the thighs. So keeping the seat bones lifted, keeping the heels nice and high so that you get access into the seat bones, hitting the thighs back. Breathing nice and softly, keeping the breath deep and soft, long, slow, deep, deliberate breaths. And then come down onto your knees and then just sit back on your heels again. Breathing nice and softly, long, slow, deep, deliberate breaths. Just feel, for a moment, just feel how your energy has opened up a little. How there's energy in the arms, in the chest, in the legs. How it's woken up the skin. So just come up off your knees, just come up into a standing position and then bring your feet as wide apart as your mat. So it's really useful in standing forward bends to turn your toes inwards. Because if you turn your toes out, then you find immediate resistance for forward bending. If you turn your toes inwards, it gives you space in your hips. So a good way of kind of determining whether your toes are turning in is if you have your feet as wide apart as the mat and then align the edge of your foot with the edge of the mat. So do that, so go wide and make sure that your the, the outside edge of your foot aligns really precisely with the edge of the mat. Then your toes are in closer than your heels. Again, tighten up the kneecaps, hit the thigh muscles firmly into the bone. Make the thigh muscles hit back so that your weight drives into the heels and then turn the tailbone in but without allowing the thighs to hit forwards. Lift the chest, so abdomen up towards the, the diaphragm, diaphragm towards the collarbone. Have your hands on your hips, bending your elbows behind you. Keep your head lifted, hinge at the hips. So coming forwards, keep your legs lifted. So lifting the frontal thigh muscles, lifting the kneecaps, pressing the kneecaps through to the backs of the knees, pressing the fronts of the thighs through to the backs of the thighs, keeping your hands on your hips, maintaining the length of the front of the body, and then release your arms, then hook your thumb 
into the crease of the elbow, wrap your fingers around your elbows and then hang down. But keep the legs working determinedly. So the legs are lifting upwards. The shins are lifting up out of your ankle socket. The shins are lifting up towards the kneecaps. The kneecaps are lifting away from the shins. The thigh bone is lifting out of the knee and lifting up into the hip socket. So there's a real sense of ascendance with the legs, allowing the top of the body to descend. So allow the breath to be deep and soft, long, slow, deep, deliberate in-breaths, deliberate out-breaths. So Adam um, Uttanasana. Allowing the top of the body to hang down, but working the legs really determinedly. And then bring your hands into the hips and then come up into a standing position. Again, just stay with the feet apart. Just let the hands come to the sides of the body and then step the inner edge of the feet together for Tadasana, inner edge of the feet, big toes touching, your heels are touching, hitting the shins away from the toes, hitting the kneecaps into the sockets, hitting the thighs back, and then turning the tailbone in, lifting the abdomen up to the diaphragm, diaphragm up to the collarbone, and then allowing the shoulders to descend away from the ears. So the back chest, skin of the back goes downwards a little bit like a waterfall running down from the shoulders all the way down the back but without allowing the legs to hit forwards so without allowing yourself to overwork in the lumbar so drawing the abdomen towards the spine turning the tailbone inwards and then just release and just bring, step or jump the feet nice and wide for Trikonasana. So the feet are at least, well, if you stretch your arms out, your um, feet should be as wide apart as your wrists. So turn your left toes in a little, the right leg and foot all the way out. Lift the chest and then stretch over towards your right leg. So the left hand is up in the air. So we're in triangle pose, Trikonasana. So your right hand is in contact with the right leg. You're lifting the chest, turning the chest to face the ceiling and then look up towards the top hand. Uttita Trikonasana. Breathing nice and softly. So if you've done some of the previous podcasts then, Incorporate the actions that we have brought into the pose. If this is your first one, just see if you can find the shape of the triangle with the legs, keeping the spine long as you stretch over to the right side. If you look down towards your foot, your head should be hovering over your foot. If it's not, and there's always just be honest with yourself. Don't try and kind of just turn your head so that your eyes are over your foot. If your head isn't over your foot, I want you to lift 
the chest more and then push the right buttock forwards. So you lift the chest, push the right buttock forwards and then look down. Hopefully your head is over that right foot now. If you've got any problems with your neck, you can just look down or look forwards. If there's no problem with your neck, you look up towards the top hand. But whichever position your head is in, I want you to continue to turn the chest to face the ceiling. Breathing nice and softly, long, slow, deep, deliberate breaths. Come back to the centre. Bring your hands onto your hips and then swap your feet around. So turn your right toes in, the left leg and foot all the way out. Just settle at this stage for the moment. So again, if you've been doing previous podcasts with me, hopefully you know that your front foot, your left foot, the heel of that foot should line up with the arch of the right foot, with the instep. So make sure that your heels aren't in line. It makes balance much more difficult and it also makes it much more difficult to lift the chest. If you've got problematic hips, you can always walk your foot, your left foot, towards the kind of front of your mat a little bit more so that the heel is more in line with the toes or even beyond the toes. That's if you've got problems with your hips. So tie and the kneecap of that back leg, lift the thigh muscle of that back leg, lift and open the chest, bring the elbows towards, so with the hands on your hips, bring the elbows towards each other behind you so that the shoulder blades draw towards each other. Lift the kneecap of the left leg and then stretch the left hand out, keep your, you can keep your other hand on your hip and then reach down and find the shin. So you're reaching down with that left hand and your left hand is on the left shin. Now keep tightening the kneecap of the left, sorry, of the right leg. And then with your, so your right hand is still on your hip, rotate that top shoulder towards the back of the room behind you. So you start to really turn the chest up to face the ceiling. And then reach up with that right hand, turning the chest up. Again, if you've got any issues with your neck, you can just let your head look downwards or just look forwards. Breathing nice and softly. Again, just look down as your head over your foot. If it's not, lift the chest a little more. So make the abdomen lift up towards the diaphragm, diaphragm to the collarbone, and then push the left buttock forwards. So as you push that left buttock forward, you resist it with the back leg. That back leg hits towards the wall behind you. So the front buttock pushes forward towards the wall in front of you. The back leg resists that and moves towards the wall behind you. So Utita Trikonasana. Breathe in nice and softly, long, slow, deep, deliberate breaths. Soften the jaw. Soften the tongue. And then come back to the center. Bring your feet parallel and then step or jump your feet back together. Just come into Tadasana, inner edge of the feet are together. Big toes are touching, the heels are touching. Lifting the chest. 
tightening the kneecaps, hitting the thighs back, turning the tailbone in, lifting the abdomen up towards the diaphragm, diaphragm up towards the collarbone and breathing. Stretching the arms down, stretching into the fingertips, lifting the chest away from the fingertips, breathing nice and softly. Okay, and then just gently release. Now we're gonna do Padangatasana, which is a standing forward bend. You might need a belt for this. So get yourself your yoga belt, if you've got one. If you've not, just a normal standard belt will do. Um, and then I want you to stand with your feet hip width apart, with your toes turning inwards. Now if you've got a problem with your back, you're not gonna go all the way down, um, what you're going to do is go halfway and you're going to hook the belt into just so you put hook the belt into the bit inner into the big toes. So the big toes are kind of holding the belt down onto the floor, and then you've got the long ends of the belt in, in either hand. And if you've got a problem with your back, you're going to just come up, come forwards a little, keeping the front chest lifted, and then you grip the belt and you try and and lift the chest a little bit further. So you don't go down more than kind of halfway. If you don't have a problem with your back, then you're gonna do the pose fully. So you can either come into it from arms lifted up towards the ceiling, so like you're in Erdva Hastasana, but we're gonna do it today with hands on your hips. So hands are on your hips and your thumbs are pointing towards each other behind you and your index fingers are stretching forwards towards the front of your hips. So tighten up the kneecaps, draw the kneecaps firmly into the sockets, hit the thigh muscles into the bone, hit the thighs back so that your weight drives into your heels. And then again, lifting the chest, abdomen up to diaphragm, diaphragm up to collarbone, and then with the hands on your hips, bend the elbows towards the back of the room, lifting the chest, so maintaining the lift of the chest, come forwards. Now again, if you've got a problem with your back, you can always, rather than going all the way into this pose, you can just bring your hands onto a windowsill so that you don't go down too low. So as you come forwards, keep the front chest long. Keep the elbows winging towards each other behind you. Keep extending the abdomen forwards towards the chin and then, Release your hands and then hook the index finger and the middle finger underneath your big toes. And then wrap the thumb around the inside of the big toes. If you can't reach or if you need to bend your knees to find or around your back to find the toes, then you hook the belt underneath the big toes and then you take hold of the belt so that you can straighten your legs and lift the chest. So the first action is to get the legs to work. So hit the, so whichever way you've got hold of your toes, or even if you're still doing Uttanasana, you can still work like this. You're gonna tighten the kneecaps. You're gonna lift the shins out of the sockets. You're gonna lift the kneecaps upwards. You're gonna lift the thigh muscle. Try and lift the thigh bone up into the hip socket. And then stamp the big toes down. But then at the same time, I want you to kind of, almost rip your big, it's like you've got hold of um, nails, you know, like nails hammered into the floor. You're trying to rip them out of the floor. As you try and rip the big toes out of the floor, you're gonna 
project the chest forward. So you're working towards a concave shoulder blade action. So the shoulder blades are moving inwards. So if you've dropped your head, you've got to lift your head because otherwise if you drop your head, you lose your shoulder blades. So keep lifting upwards, try and rip those big toes out of the floor, stamp them down at the same time. If you can do this easily, you can keep the front chest long, keep the thigh muscles lifted, but you can bend your elbows and pull the body in towards the legs. But all the time you work really determinedly to lift the kneecaps. You lift the shins out of the ankles. You lift the kneecaps, you lift the thigh muscles, lift the seat bones up away from the heels, pulling the elbows out to the side so that you're drawing your body down towards the, um, down towards the legs. If you're miles away from your toes, then that doesn't matter, you just keep working the legs really determinedly. Keep the legs straight, that's the real priority. If you've, if you've got over, if you've got the types of knees that kind of overextend, then just lift the thighs, don't push too hard into your knees. But otherwise you can really push the kneecap into the socket to open the back of the knee. Let your head hang down if you're all the way down. Keep the head up if you're just kind of working in the interim stages. Breathing nice and softly. So you're pulling your body in towards your legs. A standing forward bend. Okay, release your toe, release your toes from your hands. Bring your hands into your hips. Keep the legs straight if you can, and then come up into a standing position. Oh, that's intense, isn't it? So bring the inner edge of your feet back together. Big toes are touching, your heels are touching. And then lift the chest again. Breathe in nice and softly. So you're lifting the kneecaps, you're lifting the thighs, turning the tailbone in, lifting the front chest, driving the back chest down like a waterfall, drawing the abdomen towards the spine to protect the lumbar, tucking the tailbone in to protect the lumbar. Stretching into the fingernails. So from the shoulder down into the finger tips, into the fingernails. Keeping the head extending up towards the ceiling. So we're finding a perfect straight line. It's an arrow pointing upwards. So the, the body is the kind of base of the arrow, the arms are the arms of the arrow, the head is the point of the arrow. Lifting upwards. Okay, and then you can release and then just come into a cross leg position, just sitting down on the floor in cross legs. So just be in a cross leg position. If your knees are really high, you can sit on um, you can sit on a block or two, but otherwise just sit directly on the floor. Grip around the fronts of the knees and then lift the chest, lift the front chest upwards so the abdomen rises up towards the, the um, diaphragm, diaphragm up towards the collarbone. The back, the skin of the back rolls down like a waterfall. So there's an upward extension of the front chest 
kind of downward extension of the back chest. Now you might need um, a block for your head or a brick. We're going to come forwards in cross legs in swasticasana. So we're going to come forwards, but as you come forwards, you keep gripping around your knees. You keep lifting the abdomen up away from the tops of the legs. So you're trying to keep the front chest really lifting upwards as you come forwards. Again, if you've got a problem with your back, you either stay at the first stage or you just come forwards very, very gently and you never move beyond what you know that your body can do. So pushing yourself too hard is a recipe for injury. So release your knees. Just bring the palms of the hands onto the floor and then see if you can bring your elbows down. Now, if you can't reach the floor with your elbows, put some blocks underneath your elbows and have some blocks underneath your hands as well. So you're effectively lifting the floor upwards. So just be in this kind of interim stage where you're trying to keep the front chest long. The back is inevitably gonna round a little bit, but you see if you can maintain the straightness of the back by lifting the chest. And then you're gonna make two fists for your, um, put one fist on top of the other, and then you're gonna rest the head, the forehead on the back of the fists. So you bring your forehead down. So this is a nice forward bending action. If you can't find the floor, then you're gonna get yourself a brick Put the brick in front of you and then put your fists on the brick and then rest your head down. So there's still a forward bending action. If you've got a problem with your back and it's kind of overworking to come forwards, then just stay lifting. So stay at the first stage where you're just sitting in cross legs, gripping around the knees and then lifting the chest. Otherwise, just bringing the forehead down to rest on the top fist. And then breathe long, slow, deep, deliberate in-breaths, deliberate out-breaths. Try and focus on exhalations. Just allowing the body to rest into the floor with each exhalation. So these sequences are good to do during the Christmas period when you've probably overindulged a little. So forward bending, and although this is quite a gentle forward bend, forward bending poses are really beneficial for the digestive organs, and particularly for the liver. So you're resting forward, you're giving your liver a massage. Okay, lift the head and then come back into a seated position. Just stay in cross legs for a moment. Lifting the chest, 
just feeling how your energy is changed. The energy starts to flow a little more freely. Feels good. So just go with that. Just allow the breath to maintain its depth. So I want you to swap your legs around. So do the kind of wrong cross legs, if you like. So if your right foot was at the front last time, swap the legs around so the left foot's at the front. So you do the unnatural crossed leg um, position. And this may very well make you feel a bit like you're kind of lopsided. But it really shows you that um, what if you sit in your normal crossed legs, your body just learns it. And actually, it might be lopsided, but you're body learns how to compensate for it but when you cross your legs the wrong way it suddenly really makes you realize how much the hips might not be level in your cross leg position so if you're really um, kind of wonky on your seat bones then you can sit on a block if um, if it's just a case of adjusting you can just roll over move the buttock flesh out to the side and back on both sides so that the seat bones feel perhaps a little more equally placed. Grip around your knees again and then really lift the chest. So the more you lift the chest, the more you extend the spine up towards the ceiling. Keep the skin of the back drawing downwards like a waterfall. And then again, if, you're, if you've got a problem with your back, you can just stay at this stage and just enjoy that upward lifting action of the spine there's no problems with the back then come forwards keep the head lifted to start off with so keep the head lifted like someone's got hold of your ears and they're pulling your ears behind you so you're lifting and you're coming forwards gripping around the knees make the abdomen move forwards away from the tops of the thighs and then come forwards just again just bend your elbows and bring the elbows down onto the floor so you've got this kind of interim shape so at this stage, you can just assess whether the seat bones are still equally placed or whether you need to kind of maybe reach around and readjust again so that the seat bones come kind of flat on the floor. Try not to let your seat bones lift all the way up off the floor. Try and keep them down on the floor. So you might have to push your hands into the floor so that you roll back onto the seat bones. You might have fallen off them altogether. So keep lifting the head and then create two fists so the little finger side is on the floor the thumb is away from the floor so it's kind of upwards and then put two fists in that manner one on top of the other but notice whether whether you're doing the um, fists the same way as you did last time probably you are so swap your hands around put the other um, hand underneath put the other one on top and then rest your head rest your forehead on the back of your the rest your forehead on the um, on the fist of your hand you can also press into the forehead a little it just gives you a little quietness if you can't reach all the way forwards then you can put um, a block a block or bricks underneath your hands to raise the floor up towards you so just breathe in nice and softly, in breath and out breath, equally 
long the in-breath and the out-breath. Maintaining softness of the jaw, softness of the tongue. Long, slow, deep, deliberate in-breaths. Long, slow, deep, deliberate out-breaths. So by this stage, you're just allowing the back chest to round a little. That's fine. So it's all about bringing some forward extension, but with softness. And then just lift the head sit back on your heels sorry don't not sit back on your heels sit back into just normal cross legs lifting the chest and then just stay where the spine is lifting up towards the ceiling the back chest is drawing downwards And then just stretch your legs out in front. So we're going to do Janu Shashasana. So have your inner edge of your feet together. Stretch the heels away. Hit the thigh muscles into the bone. Hit the kneecaps into the sockets. Have your hands at the sides of the body. And then lift the chest. So Dandasana to start off with. So pushing into the heels. Pulling the toes towards your kneecaps and breathing nice and softly. Then I want you to bring your right leg out to the side. So keep the seat bones down, bring the right leg out to the side with the inner edge of your foot along the inside of the left leg. Pull the right leg really firmly up towards the groin. Now if your knee is up in the air, if this bent knee is kind of up in the air, then you can put a block or a brick underneath it. So just have your hands at the sides of the hips and then lengthen into the inside of that right leg. So really lengthen into the inside of the right leg. Lift up with the right hand and then come forwards. Keep the head lifted and then see if you can find the foot with your hand. If you can't reach, then you can throw a belt around the foot and then you can hold on with both hands. Otherwise, if you can find the foot, grip around the um, ball joint of the big toe, keep your left hand pressing into the floor and then make the work to lift the chest. So you're making the front chest drive forwards. So again, you're lifting the front chest, the back chest is flowing downwards. And then you come forward, see if you can reach around the foot with the other hand, bringing the body down along the straight leg. Now, you're trying to draw your chest along that leg, so you have to turn your chest from the right to the left a little. And then if you can, you bring your head down. 
So Janu Shashasana is a really good stretch for the kidneys and a good massage for the liver. Keeping that left leg straight by tightening the kneecap, pushing the kneecap into the socket, lifting the thigh muscle up into the hip socket as well, that straight leg. Okay, come up, release the foot, come up into just a, sit, a seating position, and then stretch your right leg out, and then just stretch into, Dandas, into Dandasana, lifting the chest. So this time you're gonna bring your left leg outwards bring the sole of the foot into the inner thigh the heel heel of that right foot as high up into the groin as you can again if you try and keep your hips level behind you so you don't kind of move that hip when you bring the foot out and again if that knee is lifted the bent knee is lifting then you um, put a block underneath it just to support it so lift the chest have your hands behind you Extend into the inner heel of that right leg, lift up with the left leg and the left arm, sorry, and then come forwards. Find the foot. So bring your um, the inner edge of your left hand onto the ball joint of the big toe of the um, of the right leg, and then with your right hand press it into the floor, and then turn the chest so that the chest is kind of coming straight over that leg and then reach around the foot with the other hand keeping that right leg really straight tightening the kneecap hitting the thigh into the bone and then you can come all the way down now it's really nice to stay in this pose so if you want to stay a little longer or if you want to do it later then it's really nice to stay for a prolonged duration but we're just going to stay quite briefly so you keep that straight leg really firmly pressing down into the floor extending into the inner heel breathing nice and softly and then just lift the chest come back to the center and then just stretch out the left leg and then we're going to go down into Supta Baddha so you're going to come down onto your back you can just pull your knees towards your chest for a moment just have a little rock from side to side on the squeaky floorboard so you might be able to hear the floorboard squeaking that's not my bones believe me <laughs> And then reach down into your shins, the bottom of the shins. Bring the soles of the feet together. Keep the feet as close to the buttocks as you, as you possibly can. And then just let the feet, let the knees fall apart. So it's a really good opening of the front of the hip. So keeping the feet as close to the um, buttocks as you possibly can, allowing the spine to just rest 
down into the floor. Soften your jaw by drawing the lower teeth away from the upper teeth and soften the tongue. So long, slow, deep, deliberate breaths. It feels really nice in the fronts of the hips, doesn't it? If it's too strong for your hips, if it's kind of a struggle to stay, then you can just put blocks underneath the outsides of your thighs just to support the thighs to stop them from opening out too much. You can just rest your hands on your lower ribs, fingers pointing towards each other, thumbs on the kind of reaching up towards the upper, ri upper um, ribs. And you can just rest down into the floor. Long, slow, deep, deliberate breaths. listening to the sound of the breath as it enters and as it exits. So again, you can stay in this pose for a prolonged duration. This is a nice pose just to really release. It helps you to release the spine, but it it's really good for positive thinking. You can feel how open the hips are. It's really beneficial for the prostate um, in men and it's good for the reduction of period pains for women. So it's a positive thinking, healthy pose. Supta Baddhakanasana. So I want you to draw your knees towards each other, stay with the knees together and the feet apart for a moment so that you kind of do a counter to the previous pose. Just allowing the body to really rest into the floor, long, slow, deep, deliberate in-breaths, deliberate out-breaths. Pull your knees towards your chest and then roll yourself up into a seated position. Just come back into cross legs. So just gripping around your knees, lifting the chest, shoulders down. Take a really good deep in breath and then with the out breath I want you to turn to the right side. So draw the abdomen from the left to the right. Dig the back hand firmly into the floor and then with your left hand on your right knee, you can just turn in the chest. So keep the chest, the front chest lifting, so it's that same action. Abdomen, diaphragm, collarbone, upwards, and then you turn. Using the out breath to intensify that turn. And then you come back to the center, just grip around the knees again, lift the chest, lifting the chest, shoulders down, drawing the skin of the back downwards, and then with an exhalation, turn to the, to the left side, bringing your right hand onto your knee, digging the back hand firmly into the floor so that as you turn, the spine stays long. So really using that back hand, a little bit like a lever to keep the chest lifted. So you lift the front chest, allow the back chest to draw downwards, 
and turn. Try and turn the abdomen. Keep the neck soft. Turn the abdomen, turn the ribs, turn the shoulders. And then come back to the centre. So we're going to finish off with um, just Shavasana. So just lay yourself down in a really good straight line. Come down onto your elbows. And then make sure you're in a really perfect straight line as you guide your back down onto the floor. If your head rolls back, have a block underneath your head. You can let the feet just softly release so the feet just fall apart. Completely letting go with the legs. Palms facing the ceiling, palms upwards a little. So you're just resting on the middle knuckle of the hands. Close your eyes if you haven't done, and then just focus on the breath. Now you can stay in Shavasana for as long as you like. So all of these poses, especially the forward bending and the reclining poses, are really good poses to help you to release. So you can stay in them for extended periods. So keeping the breath consistent, the in-breath and the out-breath the same length. Just allow the body to completely rest into the floor. So to come out of the pose, although you're perfectly, um, you're perfectly welcome to stay in Shavasana, just roll over onto your right side if you want to come out of the pose or when you want to come out of the pose. Just stay on your right side for a moment or two and then stretch the top leg, come back into a seated position, just cross legs with the hands in the masti, just a final spinal lift, lift in the chest. Close your eyes, draw the breath in through the nose, down into the abdomen, be conscious of the energy that you've released through your practice. That good, positive, healthy flow of clean energy the extensions, the forward bends, the twists bring to the body and to the mind and then draw your chin down to meet your chest just spend a moment to acknowledge the positive energy you've created inside and then send some of that positive energy out into the world gently release the backs of your hands down towards your knees palms facing upwards just lift your head allow your eyes to gently open thank you very much have a brilliant day